From 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. Hello, Piet. How are you, my friend? Great, Jordan. A lot of excitement. Sunday. Absolutely. Open house. Woo! Pfizer Forum. This Sunday, the public's finally going to see the home of the Milwaukee Bucks, the new home of the Milwaukee Bucks. $524 million home of the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> now, of course, $250 million in public money. Hey, I'm a huge fan. Fear the deer. Go Bucks. But we don't talk about basketball in this segment. We talk about music on this segment. Sure. And we've got some great concerts right around the corner. Killers, Violent Femmes is going to be happening in just a few days as well. So I thought we should talk a little bit today about the music that's going to be coming to the new Pfizer Forum. Yeah, so the arena was really constructed with with concerts in mind, and there are a lot of things that were done for the arena to kind of make it a, a more appealing venue for promoters and for audiences. Uh, from six loading docks, internal loading docks to make load in faster and, and cheaper for the tours, to more seats in the lower bowl, which uh, for audiences means you get closer to the action, but also means you can charge more for tickets. Uh, so I think a lot of people were expecting that there'd be this honeymoon period with lots of shows. Right. But even with those expectations, uh, the Pfizer Forum, the Bucks, have done an amazing job. Uh, in the first three months, they have 14 concerts. It doesn't include three comedy tours. It doesn't include non-music events. They have like a bull riding event right. in October. 14 concerts. Uh, the the BMO Harris Bradley Center in its peak year had 17 concerts. So we're knocking on the door of our best concert season ever. And that, that and that was a full year for the Bradley right. Center. This is three months. Wow. So it's and and not only that, these are some in major major shows. And I mean, for instance, you've got uh, Justin Timberlake, who hasn't been here in 15 years. Yep. Uh, he's going to be playing uh, September 21st. And you've got uh, this one just kind of jaw-dropping week where they have four of the biggest rock bands four, in the world. Four shows in five days. In five days. This is I, incredible. Yeah. So they're going to start off with uh, Metallica on October 16th, uh, Foo Fighters October 17th, Eagles October 18th. Wow. There'll be a game uh, on the uh, on the uh, 19th. And then uh, I think on the 20th, uh, they've got, yeah. On the 20th, they have 21 Pilots. Wow. And of those shows, 21 Pilots is basically sold out. Mm-hmm. Foo Fighters, there's just single seats left. Uh, Metallica, the only way you can see is you spend 400 bucks to be in the on the floor. Right. All the other seats are gone. Eagles is also selling well. Not sold out yet, but selling well. And, and these are expensive tickets, and they're still selling well, which I think speaks to the potential for this arena to get beyond this honeymoon period yes. and to continue to have lots and lots and lots of shows. I mean, we've mentioned this in the segment before, and we have cited that that's going to be the key metric of success. I mean, of course, in our hearts, we want to see cool shows, but the bottom line is these shows need to support themselves, and they're getting there. I mean, tickets are selling, and, you know, you and I are always looking for a wider diversity of options here, and when you're talking about everything from Travis Scott to Carrie Underwood is going to be performing in this area, I mean, that, to me, speaks volumes to the fact that we're starting to get... Some new opportunities that maybe Milwaukee didn't have before. Yeah, you know when you when I, I did a story about the BMO Harris Bradley Center's concert history, and uh, it's been years, 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 years since there's been a hip hop show like a, a headlining hip hop yes. tour uh, at the Bradley Center. Um, so it's very cool that Travis Scott, who's really on fire right now. Is going to be there in December. Uh, it's also been, I think, maybe not since like Ricky Martin was huge right. that there's been a Latin tour right. to come to the Bradley Center. Uh, but there is going to be one with Jay Balvin, um, who you know I'm I'm a little concerned because the tickets still aren't selling that well for right. that one. He played the Riverside and that didn't sell very well. Uh, nevertheless, I think it's very cool that the Bucks are taking uh, a chance on this and recognizing, hey, that they're. There is a market for Latin music. It will see how well it sells. Hopefully, it'll sell well enough that we see more Latin shows. But but uh, hat tip to them for even doing it. I agree. 
Well, coming up next on the podcast, we're going to look at the fall concert preview. Piet, you've put together a really impressive list of shows that are not only happening in the forum, but things that are happening all around downtown Milwaukee. We're going to get into maybe a potential conversation about a downtown renaissance happening in the near future. That's next. Tapped in. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. I get those goosebumps every time. Well, Piet, we still have a few days left of summer. Well, actually, more than just a few. But practically, once Labor Day hits, it's not summer anymore. We're all in our fall routines. The kids mm-hmm. are back to school. Everyone's yep. got their football schedules figured out. You know, we're really getting into fall pretty quickly here. And your fall concert preview is robust. Yeah, so I do a seasonal concert preview for the Journal Sentinel every, you know, every three months. Uh, typically, I, I limit it to 10, and that can be a struggle sometimes. There's just a lot of good things to come up with. Uh, but this time out, I had to expand it. I had to double it. It's 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 a list of 20. 20? Uh, and that's that's because we've never – Milwaukee's never had a fall concert season that's been so action-packed and so impressive as, as the one we're having. Uh, and the Pfizer Forum definitely deserves a lot of credit for that. Absolutely. I mean, we talked about that uh, in the first segment. But what I think is really interesting is that even though there's this, you know, you know, this shiny new arena with tons and tons of shows, it doesn't seem to have really, you know, impacted the calendars for other venues in town. Right. Um, you know, the Pap Cedar Group still has a lot of really interesting things going on. Really full calendars. Same with the Rave, uh, Miller High Life Theater. Got a show on there from, from that they're doing. Yep. Uh, and there's two other big shows I should mention up front uh, beyond the arena. You've got at the American Family Insurance Amphitheater on September 1st, uh, double bill with Lady Annabelle and Darius Rucker. Yes. And then on October 23rd, which is after just a few days after that giant rock run and just ahead of Fleetwood Mac at the arena, you've got Ed Sheeran, who's playing a practically sold out show at Miller Park. Wow. Yeah. So this is just a a bananas concert. It's like every potential space in the city is kind of getting maximized. You're talking about things that are happening on the Summerfest grounds. You're talking about things that are happening in Miller Park. You're talking about things that are happening in the new arena. All of the theaters. The High Life Theater is kind of coming back to life this yeah. fall. This is a this is a very energetic time in Milwaukee's music. Yeah, there's just so much going on. So you know, I'll just go through a few of the things that I yeah, please that, uh, on my list because give us I some want, picks. People. Yeah, well, I wanted to make sure you know. Obviously, a lot of these shows are really expensive. Like I have Justin Timberlake in there, but basically the tickets are like you know. Up to $929. Whoa, that's uh, my mortgage payment. Yeah, exactly. Or with if Metallica, if you want to see it, the only the only chances to get in the standing room in the pit on the front of the stage, which are very expensive tickets. And if I'm too old to be standing in the pit at a Metallica show. <laughs> yeah, right. right. So, um, you know, so I want to have some kind of like more economical shows uh, yeah, okay. in the list all as right, well. All right. So, you know, I've got like Fantastic Negrito, who's uh, – yeah. that's like a 15 buck show day of, although you should get your tickets in advance. And it's only $12 if you do that. Um, he, he and he like was the if folks don't know who he is he's the first winner of the tiny desk contest yeah and he is a very interesting character he's like i don't know he's kind of like one part rock one part soul one part like art weirdo guy he's yeah just this perfect mush of craziness. big blue saying fascinating backstory i don't even know how to say his, his actual name it's xavier and i, I can't pronounce his last name <laughs> good Let's not uh, so i'm not even try <laughs> um but you know he as a as a teen he was selling drugs right. he was robbing houses uh, he was really inspired by Dirty Mind, Prince's album, yeah. kind of became a self-taught musician, tried music in a couple different careers. They they both kind of failed. He even got in a car crash before trying to launch a music career. And like almost course. died. Yeah, and almost died. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with with uh, Fantastic Negrito, I mean, he was on Empire with, with his project and he got a Grammy for Best Contemporary Blues Album. 
I mean, and he's just so just intense. Like even just if you watch YouTube clips, it's just such an intense show. I can't yeah. imagine what's going to be like in the back room of Collectivo Coffee. You know, pretty small space to see mm. someone with that much kind of fire uh, in his performance abilities. That's going to be happening on September 16th. What uh, else is on your list? Uh, you got Jeff Tweedy as well, kind of a very different approach. Tweedy doesn't do um, many solo tours, right. but he's doing a solo tour with a few dates, including uh, happening at the Pab Cedar September 19th. Uh, he's got a new kind of solo album that kind of revisits some things as well. And I'm not surprised to see him come back here. He's got such a love for Milwaukee. I can remember Wilco doing multiple nights here in Milwaukee, and he's often rocking a brewer's hat when he plays here. Yeah. Like, he's really loves the city of Milwaukee. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Uh, and you've also got on uh, September 25th, this, this show should be really interesting, it's MC50, which is a super group kind of um, of MC5. Right. Uh, Wayne Kramer uh, from MC5 is revisiting Kick Out the Jams, which wow. is the, the debut album wow. from that really seminal punk band. I mean, this this band really kind of changed the world. They're like one of the ways. most important bands of all time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, uh, many of those many of the members, basically all the members, have passed on uh, except mm-hmm. for, for one drummer who's doing occasional, you know, appearances. So he's assembled. Uh, you know, Soundgarden Kim Fale is is part of the band. Uh, uh, Brendan Canty from Fugazi, the drummer from Fugazi, wow. is part of this band. Wow. Uh, and again, a pretty intimate show at Turner Hall. Um, that's going to be happening December 25th. Um, we mentioned, too, up front, the uh, the Miller High Life Theater. They have a talent buyer, a new talent buyer who yep. worked at the Bradley Center. Uh, and there's definitely – you've seen this fall kind of a growth of the types of events they're doing. Yeah. What I think is interesting is they're doing lots of kind of these hip-hop packages. Mm-hmm. I've seen – I see them at the Riverside, too, but this seems to be kind of a growing trend where – a lot of kind of you know old school rappers yeah. are coming together. Yeah, to sometimes you get like the one hit wonders or the guys mm-hmm. who like you loved for two albums and then you didn't like anything else they did after that. Yeah, yeah, true. But as hip hop has continued to kind of grow, it's been interesting and, and nice to see these veterans kind of you know find new audiences by yeah. doing these kind of package bills. And they've got the uh, hip hop royalty tour is definitely the best one. This is a good one. By yeah, me. it's happening yes. October six uh, with Rakim, and they've got Slick Rick, Dougie Fresh is on there. Right. You know, and and this one doesn't really fit the explanation that I had mentioned no. earlier. In fact, when I saw Snoop a couple years ago, it was kind of like that. It was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, him. I love him. He's got like two songs I like. Yeah. Him, okay, Bone Thugs, awesome. They got sure. like five songs I like, and then Snoop was the headliner. But this is more like the founding fathers of hip hop. Yeah, and and this is the. Some of these guys, I would dare say, would be on the Mount Rushmore of hip hop. Yeah, I think what will make this interesting too is, um, you know, I saw Rakim uh, last fall at Turner. Yeah. I wasn't terribly impressed with that show. I mean, same. Okay, really? Okay, yeah. I mean, this is my thing. My takeaway from his performance was that he, at least for my observation, he he kind of lost the reason to do it and it just kind of feels like he's doing it because he has to you know like when artists will go out and do like a pay the bills tour that's what it felt like you know what i'm saying it's like a painful tour right right. it's like you're yeah right right you're just you're just doing what you've got to do and everybody here knows all the lyrics so we're just gonna rap along with Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. but um yeah it's like the and he yeah so he did that was exactly how it felt like last fall yeah i was really disappointed it was a really short set he came out really late really late yeah really short um but i think because of this tour because it's in theaters because you've got people like slick rick and dougie fresh on the bill you've also got a live band i think i'm hoping i have my fingers crossed that i'll be like big motivation to be like to really bring your a game and i like these tours too because it's like just give me the six songs that are the classics and then go off the stage that's fine with me i'm totally okay with that because we had talked about the rakim show before it happened and we thought how much how long can this show even be right we were going through like there's three great albums Mm -hmm. and then there's a lot of material after that that's okay Mm -hmm. but he pretty much stuck to the guns of playing the greats and and i think that's good like let's just go ahead and do that yeah 
yeah, so we'll see how that how that goes down. That's going to be happening uh, October 6th. Uh, some other highlights from my list. Uh, I've got at the Rave, they have a really interesting, uh, diverse slate of shows. Bad Bunny, who's kind of like the leader yeah. in the Latin trap Dude, movement. He went from like guy I'd heard about to I mean he's surpa- I mean he's like a household name. Yeah. He's like bigger than Daddy Yankee right now. Yeah, he's he's really huge, and you know he was doing like some arena shows like in major right, cities right. Like, earlier this year. That was before uh, the Cardi B smash, of course. You know I like it, where which he's prominently featured on. Uh, he's gonna be at the uh, the Eagles Ballroom on September 29th. Do you think he plays that song at his shows? I bet he'll go into it a little bit. I always wonder that about artists who like their feature is kind of the reason they've catapulted into mm-hmm. pop you yeah. know, lexicon. Like yeah. I wonder, like, is he going to just like do his verse and then be out of it? And then that's I it. I think he'll do a little bit of it. Um, but I think this will be a show that really caters to a, an audience that really knows his stuff. Yeah, And I don't want to dismiss that yeah. the, the, the audience he serves and the, the reggaeton movement has gone from something that I was associated as kind of an underground DJ led thing mm-hmm. to it, it is, it is just, it, it it's just spread so far and so wide into the sound of pop music right now. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Absolutely. So I think I think that'll be a pretty. Uh, yeah, I think he'll definitely have a, a really strong following at that mm-hmm. show. I'm I'm going to be seeing that one for sure. But also at the at the rave, some other ones I'm looking forward to. Troy Sivan. He's just a pop artist. I just think is just in, he's just so good. Uh, he's just so good in terms of performance. Yeah. So good in terms of his songwriting. He has an album coming out. I haven't heard yet called Bloom, but based on the first singles, I'm really excited about it. Cool. He's at the Eagles Ballroom October 20th. Uh, Carly Hansen, who's from on Alaska, um, she's opening. And she's, mm. a, she's a pop artist now yeah. in L.A. She's like 16 or something. But, you know, like a year ago, she's working at McDonald's in sure. small Wisconsin town. <laughs> right, right. And now she's touring with Troy Sivan. Uh, that's going be really cool. Incredible. Have you had a chance to talk to her much about that? I have a little bit, yeah. yeah. I, I saw her. She came to Summerfest and did a short set mm-hmm. and talked to her then. And uh, it was just really cool to chat with her and uh, very kind of down to earth and Really seems like, you know, like a teen girl, basically, right. but just happens to be kind of a rising pop star. Awesome. Um, yeah, and Mac Miller's playing also November yeah, 30th. that show's great with Thundercat on with the Thundercat. bill. Thundercat. Now, we were debating this. Thundercat and Mac Miller did a tiny desk together. Yeah. And I'm very curious. Tariq and I were debating this the other day in the office. Will that kind of performance come to light at this show? I think it could. I think there'll be some onstage collaboration. Uh, Thundercat's on his album, Swimming, yep. which is a really interesting album. You know, Mac Miller can be a little bit polarizing, a little yes. bit kind of fratty. Uh, Absolutely. I don't think this is that album. Uh, no, he. I think he's matured. He's come into Absolutely. a new sound. He seems to be running in different circles right now musically, yeah, which yeah. is, I think, very smart. Yeah. And I've always liked his his delivery. I've always liked his cleverness. But you're right. Sometimes it reminds me of the first introductions of Eminem. And it's not just because he's another white rapper, but the mm-hmm. idea that like it was very much like the slim, shady Eminem where yeah. it was like, oh, this is very bratty and yeah, bro-ish yeah, yeah. Yeah. and then you forget how amazing of a lyricist Eminem was and still is yeah. when that song came out it kind of eclipsed that I kind of feel a parallel with Mac Miller it yeah. was like the bro anthems outshined a guy who's a dang good rapper yeah yeah he is he is so I think that'll be a really good one too that's at the very end in November and like I said from September through November just so much stuff it's just such a full full fall uh, and you can go to jsonline.com slash music. You can see, you know, the full list. So a tw- list of 20 concerts. 20. Yep. Yep. You kind would of- advise we probably want to check out as many of these as we possibly can. Yeah, as many. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, it, and I try to really be as diverse as possible. And I couldn't, you know, I couldn't touch on everything. Of course. Uh, there's, there's shows at Cactus Club that look really interesting. There's shows at Shank Hall look really interesting. Uh, there's just so much that isn't <laughs> featured here. Right. This is really skimming the surface. But again, it's more than what I, what I typically do because there's just so much 
so much interesting stuff happening this fall. Well, you can keep tabs on all of it by following us on social media. And of course, subscribe to this podcast. Tapped In is produced by Tyrone Miller. And our handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from you, our members. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org, on iTunes, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Yet, I'll see you next time for Tapped In. See you next time. See you next time. See you next time.